Hey everyone, and welcome back to Stone and Starving with me, Renee. And in this episode, I really want to touch on, I guess, the subject of health and, you know, choosing a version of exercise that works for you and diet slash lifestyle. I don't really believe in diets, but we'll get into that and how that can help your confidence and belief in yourself and how I kind of went about that journey myself. So let's just jump into it. Not really any housekeeping other than to say thank you for joining me again, hopefully. (laughs) Um, And thank you for listening. And I hope you get something out of this episode. Okay. So I wanted to start off by, by just asking the simple question and have you just think for a minute about what healthy means to you. You know, like to me personally, for an example, healthy to me means eating with more of a healthier mindset as far as what can I eat to fuel my body? Now, I'm not saying I'm perfect when it comes to this, okay? This is just what I believe healthy is. I don't always choose healthy for me, but in in this case, that's what it means to me partially is to really consciously choose foods that you know are nutritious for you and not necessarily go for, you know, cookies or chips or whatever, the usual Also, being educated about health is healthy to me versus somebody who claims they know things about being healthy and what's best for you and blah, blah, blah. Like, let me help you. And not really having anything to back what they're saying to you or what they're teaching you. So knowledge is definitely a part of being healthy. And not just in nutrition either, but knowledge and health. I would also say it's being active. You know, like we spend so much of our lives sitting. We sit in the car, we sit at the office, we sit at your job, you know, we lay in bed, we sit watching TV, like we sit doing a lot of things, even in the bathroom. (laughs) So being able to prioritize like moving around when you're not at those stations, I guess you could say, is healthy. And I could say probably a handful of other things, but essentially I feel like those are pretty good um, umbrella top or umbrella qualifications, characteristics, whatever you want to call them. Um, so that's what it is to me basically. And you may have similar opinions, you may not. But I would also throw in there having a healthy mindset. I think I touched on it like in the first thing I said, but having a healthy mindset and like not beating yourself up over certain things, which I feel like we could make a whole episode about it maybe in the next episode. Um and branching these two together. So like kind of a part two, this is more about the physical 
And I think in the next episode, I'll dive into the more mental part of it, which I mean, there's going to be parts where they're intertwined and you can't talk about one without the other. But there's plenty of times where they're separate. So again, I'll ask you, what does healthy mean to you? And maybe also at the same time, ask yourself, why do you think that? And I've kind of gone into my reasoning, but I believe a lot of what I've said is kind of common sense. But again, what I may think is common sense may not be to somebody else. So yeah, just ask yourself why you think that and maybe also why you want that for yourself if you choose that you want to be healthy like do you want to be healthy really ask yourself do you want to be that version of healthy or maybe if that's your i whatever you answered with is your idea of healthy maybe that's not what you want your healthy to be within reason obviously you know what i mean I don't know. This is this is a tricky topic to talk about without kind of grinding somebody's gears because I feel like a lot of people have opposing opinions or lack of knowledge and tend to just give misinformation and anybody who challenges them with the correct information, they kind of like they fight against it, you know? And I'm not saying, again, I'm not certified in anything (laughs) that has to do with nutrition, health, whatever. I'm just going off of my experience as well as wanting you to kind of question these things in your life as well. Because a lot of, especially what we see nowadays, is rooted in, you know, body standards and goals and stuff like that right like everyone wants the ideal trending body and personally for me for a very long time growing up with the media and stuff like that you become a victim of all of these ads and you know promotions that are being pushed out into the media, out into the public, whatever, society, as the norm. And to kind of rework your thinking around that topic, around the topic of what actually is healthy versus what is on trend, is very difficult as, like, a teenager especially. You know, like, you're aware, but you're not. Because you're aware as what's being accepted by society, but you're not necessarily aware of the fact that that's not attainable for everyone, you know, and we all have different body shapes for a reason, because we're not all the same. We don't all have the same genetics. We're not robots, you know, or like carbon copy alien clones or something, (laughs) And we're not all meant to be the same. So the fact that we have, you know, eras of like slim thick or, you know, like the, I think it was called like the cocaine chic era or something like that. 
and just incredibly varying body standards over the years. It's just really hard to understand, especially at the height of these trends, right? It's hard to understand that, again, not everyone is meant to look this way. And it is it is just that, a trend. So I think to ask yourself, what am I satisfied with being like my healthy? And realistically, realistically, look at your bone structure and look at how you are shaped and visualize your healthy self. And then take ask yourself, okay, so what is this version of myself doing? What steps have they taken most likely to get to this point, right? And then evaluate that and take at least one little step toward what that version of you most likely did to get to where they are. Because you can do it. Like, I personally am proof of that. And it really just takes one step. And I think that's really hard for a lot of people to understand, especially in this time of extremists. You know, like, even... Not that I really want to get into politics, but I always think of politics when I think of extremes because so many people are like, I'm right wing or I'm left wing. I'm Republican or I'm Democrat, whatever. Like everyone just wants to choose a side when in reality, there's so much gray area in the middle that is just mixing these black and white sides. And when it comes to like the whole health environment and subject so many people want to go from like their lifestyle of most likely being lazy and maybe not making the best food choices to being that health nut guru the next week you know and it's just so unrealistic and i know from experience, like I used to think like that. I'm not just like objectively talking about other people. I'm talking about myself as well, because I used to fall for all those, like get thin quick or whatever. Like, you know, on YouTube, they have just like two week ab boot camp or something like that. And you can get abs in two weeks. And it's like, no, it doesn't necessarily work like that. Especially if it's all varying people with varying types of bodies and metabolisms and genetics and just different diets and everything. Like, it's just not practical. And I think it's funny that, like, there are people that still do that, you know, and people that are still convinced that it works like that. And it's like, well, no. <laughs> and, I am personally somebody who used to fall for things like that and had a really toxic relationship with food for a long time. And finally, in like sophomore year of high school, or not not high school, college, I started 
the journey of like intermittent fasting, which I still semi do now, but not really. Like I used to be really strict about it. Um, and I had like a little timer on my phone and everything and it did help me. It did work again. It's not for everyone. And I've had people tell me that they've tried it and they're like, no, (laughs) you know, but for me, I, I did find something that I liked and it worked for me for a long time, like actually years. And it was just something that I was able to work in without fully restricting myself. Yes, I was strict about like the eating window, but I was not very strict about what I was eating. So at times it wasn't really the the thing for me because I still ha- kind of had that toxic mentality in the back of my head. And once I went to college, I didn't have anyone kind of monitoring me and what I was eating, like my parents or anything. So even though I knew things about nutrition, I kind of just threw them out the window a little bit. And I really, I just kind of took that freedom and ran with it and did not make very nutritious choices like pizza at the dining hall or, you know, pop tarts were my absolute weakness from this place called the sea store that was under, um, the residence that I lived in at school. But once I finally found like a balance between, you know, not being so strict with the eating window, but also, not being so lackadaisical about what I was eating. So I I really kind of honed that balance in. And still today, again, I'm not perfect in the sense of, in the terms of like what perfect means to most people, which I think I'm going to make like an episode talking about that or rope it into another one because I have some thoughts even just on the word perfection that I think can give other people a different perspective. But again, for a later episode, but that was kind of the lifestyle that I adopted was the intermittent fasting, maybe not exercising as much as I should have, maybe not eating the best that I should have. And then I kind of honed it into eating better, not being as strict with the eating window. Um, And honestly, eating a bit more because when I first started intermittent fasting, I wasn't super used to the window. So I would think that I had time to eat something and sometimes I would be so strict. I'd say, no, I don't have time to eat that and continue on with the rest of my day without eating like a second meal or something. And sometimes that works for some people, but to maintain muscle and to be somewhat within a macronutrient balance, a macronutrient balanced diet, that's really difficult because you have to fit a lot of food into one meal if you're going to be able to do that. So uh, another aspect of what made like my intermittent fasting more successful was using my fitness pal for like a little while, you know, because I did not want to become one of those people who become like addicted to counting calories or macros or anything like that. I really didn't want to have to rely on that because 
to me, that seems impractical for at least my everyday life. So I used it for a bit just to get an idea of what, like what I was currently eating and how much that was contributing to it, like the calorie count, the macro count, whatever. And obviously what I ate fluctuated a lot, but you get a sense of what certain things contribute to your diet after even just a couple weeks of using it. And what seems to be hardest in a lot of people's diets is protein, which sucks because protein's one of those things that helps you stay fuller for longer and again helps with like muscle regrowth and stuff. So that is really unfortunate and it makes it really hard to hit that amount like that you would need every day. And as of right now, and I have been for a couple of years now, I'm a pescatarian. So I only get protein from, as far as meats go, I only get protein from fish and stuff and seafood. But with plant-based stuff, it's a bit harder to get um, that protein in. Actually, now that I say that, they are getting better, like beyond meat and stuff like that. Actually, has a pretty high protein count, and they do make them actually like taste good now. So that's cool. But again, that was one of the things I struggled with is like again, like the knowledge part of it. I just didn't know what I should be eating to maintain or lose weight, kind of thing. Not that I was ever super obese or anything, but. I just knew I wasn't as healthy as I personally could be. And maybe I was a little overweight. But <laughs> for a 5'3 girl or woman, whatever, you can tell when you add weight or whatever. Even if it's just like water weight kind of thing, you can tell. At least on me. Anywho, apart from that, I was able to find a balance and all the nutrition plus intermittent fasting and everything like that. But I was also missing that movement aspect at the same time. And while I'm speaking about this, it's mostly through college that I'm thinking about because I don't really count high school and everything like that anymore, just as because of what stage I'm at, even though, you know, a lot of things did fluctuate for me then, but I was really uneducated like I had no idea about nutrition. So I don't really blame myself at all then. But once I got to college, I really had more of an idea and I was really just being lazy. <laughs> and I'm not saying I blame myself in like a super negative way or whatever, but I I do take responsibility for the fact that I could have done more and I just didn't because I was lazy. Anywho... If I can just stay in a straight line <laughs> for what I'm saying, I'm so sorry if this is kind of rambly, but once I was at the end of, well, really once COVID happened is when I found yoga again, which I mentioned previously, I believe that I was, I knew about yoga and I tried it before, but I didn't, I was not in the right headspace as to why I was practicing because with yoga, it really is important that you come from a place of wanting to, yes, better your physical body, but also your mental 
and even emotional body and spiritual if you're into that and not just the physical because I was when I first tried I won't even say started because there was a big old gap in the middle of what I was like of me trying to figure out what I liked to do for an activity because I'm pretty picky about you know what I give my time to and what I want to be good at so I really tried to go to the gym (laughs) and everything and I just I freaking hated it okay but initially when I tried yoga I was just coming from like I want to get thin I want to get fit I want to not look how I look right now you know and it really wasn't it wasn't good timing to start a fitness journey like that and then finally you know we had the panini press and all that and I was like well I need to find something I need to find something to occupy my mind in those interims because there were so many moments of lull around that we all didn't know how to like fill. And that's, I think, a part of why like TikTok and all that got really popular and people got famous for literally no reason because everyone was on it. Everyone was using it in those times of just blah. So I really tried, I've never downloaded TikTok, by the way. And yes, that is an accomplishment for me because there are times where I wanted to, but I was like, I just can't. Knowing how I am with even just Instagram, I'm like, I can't, I can't do it. So I turned to yoga and yoga with Adrian will forever be my online yoga teacher. I love her. She's so like quirky and funny, but also deep and somewhat serious and genuinely wants to help people. And I've even watched like interviews that she's had with other people online. And she just seems like such a genuine, nice person. And I've always loved, she was who I started with. And I was like, no, 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 I can't, I can't do this. And I almost felt like it was disrespectful to her in a way later on, not in the moment because I wasn't, (laughs) I didn't think that in depth yet at that moment at that point in time but later on I was like you know what that was kind of like I low-key felt disrespectful because it was just I was just using her videos and her knowledge and all the time she put in to learn yoga and teach yoga and just because I wanted to look like all the other girls in my school or something like that or all the popular girls or whatever you know it was just for such vain reasoning And I'm glad I kind of came back (laughs) to a more sensible train of thought in terms of wanting it to be more of a healing process while gaining strength and making my body feel good, especially in a time like the panorama. (laughs) I really I needed it in that moment and I really learned a lot throughout practicing and I have been for years now ever since like I don't know 2019 maybe I think it was before just before the uh, pandemic but yeah ever since then I'm gonna go with 2019 I've really been a little off and on there in the middle but right now especially I'm just so into 
challenging myself every week on my endurance and mental strength, really. Because yes, it is about physical strength. Don't get me wrong. It's hard to hold those poses. And I'm not saying going to the gym or, you know, running or a sport that you play isn't hard. That's not at all my intention. I'm not invalidating anyone else's way of exercising and finding that movement element. I'm just sharing my own like yoga experience and in finding what works for me because it is really hard (laughs) to kind of trial and error every method of what people see as getting fit. And when you hate the feeling of like, you're going to die after a run, it is really hard to think that there are other ways of exercising that make you feel good. You know, everyone's talking about the runner's high and all that. I was like, I never experienced that. I just wanted to die at at, at the end of every run. Okay. <laughs> and by run, I mean like jog. It was terrible. I didn't know anything about it. It was, it was bad. Going to the gym, terrible. Hated it. Did it for a while, off and on, and just never figured out how to like it. <laughs> and really kind of went full on with yoga like going to yoga classes and not just doing it from home. Oh, I think like last October, because my sister talked me into going to hot yoga, which I was really scared about because, you know, it's like a hundred degree room and you're doing yoga, which is already hard. And it's for 60 minutes every time. So I went from doing like an at-home chill yoga class for like max 45 minutes in a controlled, a temperature controlled environment to that setting of like (laughs) a room that's desert hot and doing the even harder moves with a longer duration. So it was a pretty big jump at first, but with how many years I had already been practicing I had that like under my belt to help me through the heat because that was what I was most scared about. (laughs) But it is really, it is really invigorating when you find something that you actually maybe even love doing and it helps you in more ways than just physical, but also gives you that physical satisfaction that, you know, you're looking for in something that also makes you healthy so it it really covers those for me. And it helps me, again, like mentally challenge myself. Because a lot of times you're in these poses or you're doing those reps or you're in that last mile, right? And you're pushing, you're pushing through. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, I just want to give up. You know, like you think you're at your end. Because your mind is like, oh, I don't want to do this anymore. Or like, oh, I can't make it. When in reality, your body, it can do it. You know, you're not pushing your body enough. And I'm not saying this for everyone, but I'm saying this for like people who really try and maybe give up. Like they know that they could go further, but they just don't have, they don't have the drive. They don't want to, you know, because I've been there. I've been there so many times where I'm like, I'm just so tired. I don't want to, you know, or like even thinking that I couldn't, 
like not having the belief in myself when in reality I get to the end after or like I give up and then I get to the end or whatever and I'm like I could have done that and then you kind of beat yourself up afterwards which goes in with like the whole healthy mindset aspect which we will talk about in the next episode and as far as you know being mentally healthy in workouts that you love doing or ways of working out that you love doing you believe in yourself more when you challenge yourself and you actually get up that hill i guess you could kind of relate it to sisyphus (laughs) i was thinking about hill and then i was reminded of sisyphus who rolls who's like eternally meant to roll this this rock up this hill And once he gets to the top, it rolls back down and he has to do it all over again. And I remember writing a paper about this idea of achievement and like, you know, physical, mental stress and endurance to achieve and then watch it do its thing after you achieve it and then finding something else to do the same thing with. And I think with, you know, health and fitness and nutrition, it can all come back to that endurance, that, um, that discipline that we all need to accept that we need in certain doses for, you know, mental strength to not eat those cookies (laughs) to not give up at the last leg and to believe in yourself that you can do these things, right? And that you can be your version of healthy. You just have to really want it and you have to know why. Again, I know I talked about this in the last episode, but I really want these all to string together because this, all these topics that I will be talking about are connected, even if we don't see how yet right but we have to know our why why do i want to be this version of healthy why do i want to do this version of working out why do i like this version of working out why do i think i don't deserve to eat the foods that i want why do i feel i do deserve to eat the foods that i want You know, like asking yourself why you feel things that you feel or why you want to do what you want to do can change your life. (laughs) You know, it's about that, uh, that concept again of dissecting your life, taking these pieces, questioning them, wondering, are they beneficial or not? What can I learn from them? How can I apply what I learned in, in the rest of my life, right? And then doing that. (laughs) So I think, yes, next week, next episode, we will be talking about more of like the actual healthy mindset aspect of, you know, our versions of healthy. And I hope this episode was coherent enough for you to understand where I'm coming from as far as really defining your own version of healthy what even baby step you can take to start that journey and 
next week we'll talk about how you can stick with it, how to be disciplined, but also be kind to yourself in the process and achieving that and being okay with not always being satisfied when you're at that achievement and being motivated to get to the next achievement and so on and so forth. So if you enjoyed this episode, thank you so much for listening. Uh, first of all, and if you enjoyed, please go ahead and leave a review. Perhaps you don't have to, that's not your vibe. I know I don't always leave reviews on everything, but that would be awesome just to get my messages out there in the algorithm of podcast platforms, because there are so many nowadays. So any support is good support to me. That being said, this has been another episode of Stoned and Starving with me, Renee, and I hope you tune in next week for some more Friday munchies. Bye.